Welcome to the Nighttime Show Podcast. I am your guest announcer, Logan Gunselman, with the enigmatic head writer, Matt Walker. And sitting to my left is the man, the myth, and the legend, Rick Overton, who currently is on Showtime's I'm Dying Up Here as the fictitious Nick Bombardier, the booker of the Tonight Show. So I'm sure everyone is just amped as hell (laughs) to know that. And now, without further ado, the king and the scholar, Stephen Kramer Glickman. Did it, Logan? You you did it. Was that okay? That was perfect. That was a perfect. I, you did a perfect job. I feel like Logan has a career on NPR in her future. God, just destined. I, yeah, I feel like I would get hired and fired so fast. <laughs> they would like my voice and then see me at one office party and be like, "Get out!" Yeah. <laughs> if go. we could only okay. learn to harness that energy, <laughs> the city would be the gleaming jewel of the West. <laughs> Rick Overton, it is an absolute honor and privilege to have you on the show. Um, you have done the nighttime show live twice, which is super fucking cool it is of a you blast. Yeah. to come do that and it's screw around blast. with us. Yeah, thank you. Um, but uh, but my God, I mean, when we when Matt called me yesterday when we were talking about uh, oh, you're like oh, we got to find someone to come on and be on the show and understand you know be be here. Uh, uh, instead of uh, Mike Black, our regular announcer, to have Logan here instead, we were like, uh, "We got, we should find someone who like likes movies and likes uh, comedy." And I was like, "Yeah, but more importantly, someone who like knows, who like loves the the entertainment industry." Because you, my dear friend, have been working and being in movies and television for a long time and like fucking killing it for a oh, long thanks, time. Man. I That's mean like you're lucky break, you, know. you know but here's the thing is though a lot of times we have uh actors on our show like we just had um uh uh what's his name uh Jess um Jess Harnell on the mm-hmm. show, who's a voiceover guy. He was an Animaniacs. Mm-hmm. And we sat down with him, and he's such a, such a talent. Great guy, great guy. But you look at a guy like that's resume, and, you know, on IMDb. And it's as like an 200 actor, items. 200 IMDb credits as an actor, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're a voiceover actor, that's kind of normal. Like, you... You did you, three you, in one day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Three of those credits you knocked off in one day. But here's... There's th- days like that for voice people who are busy. Yeah, mm-hmm. But here's the thing it's is, nuts. man, you're, you have 171 IMDb credits as an actor, mm-hmm. and I know, you, I know you've done voiceover work, mm-hmm. but I know you mostly from, like, from seeing your damn face, yeah. which is fucking incredible, Absolutely. man. Well, it's has been it's a lot. And, and this face, jeez. I know. So, you know of all I mean, faces. It's incredible luck. Uh, of all faces to pick. <laughs> My God. Wound up with this one. So, How do uh, they do this? Uh, they just keep moving. And, and shoot from the side and the back. Yeah, no, really, really incredible. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Uh, I would had a series of wonderful, lucky things. It's what you do with your luck. You try to keep it, you know? Yeah. No, you get you, it every now and then, try to keep it. That's your life. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're, uh, where, where did you grow up? Started out in Forest Hills, New York. Yeah. And my father was a jazz musician. He uh, taught at Juilliard, worked with Thelonious Monk. And Monk oh and, uh, and Dizzy Gillespie... Uh, we moved out to Englewood, New Jersey, so we moved out to Englewood, New Jersey to be near them. And so we lived in Englewood, which was considered right across the bridge. It's sort of where Eddie Murphy lives mm-hmm. and yeah. where uh, 
we live down the hill from there in the more middle class part, you know. Wow. Where the artists who were hanging in there they were living. And so that's where we lived. Oh, my God. The suburb of New York. That's cool. What did your parents do for a living when you were growing up? My dad taught at Juilliard in the new school. Right. And arranged. And my mother used to be one of the cordettes, uh, Lollipop, Mr. Sandman. Oh, yeah. Whoa. And uh, not the recording version, because you know the way the ink spots sort of Mm -hmm. farm out a little bit. Well, one of the gals got pregnant and couldn't get into the zip-up gown, but mom could. So she became a new cordette and then went out on the road. And toured right after the recordings with uh, car shows and... Stuff like that. But before that, that she so was on the cool. Ray Heatherton show, uh, 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 the Heathertones on uh, the Burt Park show. Hmm. And she was on the black and white TV with tap dancing Winchester cigarette carton no suit on your way. body. Like, you know, my favorite year. Yeah, hmm. of course. She was one of the, those people mm-hmm. doing entertainment on a variety show like that all, so, every week. Oh so God. you're at least second generation children. Were your grandparents also in the business? Or? No, no. My grandmother was a suffragette. She was fierce. Fiercely intellectual uh, woman for women's rights and things like that. Uh, but she was a Republican back when Republican meant a different word. Yeah, right. different thing back then. She wouldn't recognize the word now. Yeah. Yeah, it's changed. It's changed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My yeah. grandfather, he was a physicist. He uh, worked on, uh, they, were, they brought him in for the Manhattan Project, but he was one of the ones that believed erroneously uh, that you set off a bomb and it just keeps going. Yeah. And mm-hmm. eats Earth, and then you have a star mm-hmm. sitting with a moon going around it. So he was wrong about that, but he was one of the guys that was offered it to yeah. work on it because he was the editor of Power Magazine back yeah. then. That was one of the fears about the CERN Super Collider was well, like right. some people had the belief. They're like, if you smash these particles together, it might just <laughs> rip a black hole into the middle of the Earth, and then we're right. all going to be gone. But yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like almost... The, I like that, the that we that take chances, though. Yeah. Like that. You know, we're like, ah, somebody, well, uh, you know. It's like somebody with a PhD sincerely believed that, and you could make an argument about it, and everybody else is like, eh, we'll try it anyway. Yeah, there's a guy with a bottle of Corbell. Yeah. <laughs> Who's ready to mess with reality? Yeah. <laughs> 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 You're like, honestly, what are we protecting? Yeah. Yeah. Well, at this point, at this point, not much. Yeah, right, right. Uh, what was uh, what was your first uh, step into the acting uh, industry? Uh, I uh, did a, a a film back in New York with I'm trying to remember the name of it. It was back in the seventies. I was in a comedy team with Roger Sullivan. And we were Overton and Sullivan, and it was a dating kids going out on a dating kind of movie from that mid seventies era, you know. And uh, that was the first time I played someone with a camera. Oh, no, my first thing was I did a sketch for Electric Company with Morgan Freeman when I was a kid. Oh, Because my, oh my aunt God. worked for, for the Electric Company. It's Gene Swain. So mm-hmm. she got me in there to be in a sketch. So I got to be just a guy shopping and meeting and asking a question to Morgan Freeman. That was it. And uh, that's my first thing on camera. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're, uh, you're there wasn't a home movie. That's you know, the first one that wasn't my mom and dad. Your first uh, credit that's listed on IMDb. Do you know what it is? Uh, Young Doctors in Love. Uh, nope. nope, it's before that. Oh, a it show is, must go on. Um, close, getting closer. No, it's not. That's not uh, the Roadshow. Nope, Saturday Night Live. Audience member. Oh, audience member. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in the audience. 1978. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that is that was was that was that real? They plant a thing on you and they throw a quote on top of it. Oh, right. I had auditioned for the show already once by that time Whoa. and got close. I came down again to The Wire, and Charlie Rocket got it for the 1980s season oh, with Gene wow. Domenio. I have a lot Fucking of weird Charlie close Rockets. calls. I got 
do you know on on uh, I'm dying up here on mm-hmm. Showtime? Yeah. I play the Tonight Show Booker. Yeah. yeah. The story is the reason. One of the reasons I'm Tonight Show Booker. The irony being, I'm. Uh, you remember when Joan Rivers had the big blow up fight yes. with Johnny because mm-hmm. the stole half of his crowd away for yeah. half an hour. Yeah. It, it, the, there was uh, a big blow up that night, and there was a comedian on that night. I'm the comedian that night. Whoa! So I'm associated really? with the blow-up. So they hated me after that. <laughs> oh my god! Then, really? Uh, and so after that, uh, it was kind of tough to get back on there yeah. and everything like that. So and now I'm playing the guy who books it. So you were on Joan's <laughs> show. That's perfect. I love how this how, business how long works. did that show last for Joan Rivers? It was only about six months, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. yeah, it's like you. you pick but she sides fought for me, man. She fought. She fought to get me on the Tonight Show. It's just I, who knew the timing was going to come out like that. Oh yeah. my God, that's brilliant. Uh, look, she was in my corner. Wow, man. Oh man. Now, uh, your big breakout, I would say, would probably be. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. Is uh, Beverly Hills Cop? Would that be the big, the first big breakout, or is the big breakout Airplane Two? No, Airplane Two was just a quickie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just holding the Bible. You swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and he gives me five with the Bible. I bop, I give him five back. I was supposed to be on the moon base. Mm-hmm. I was originally booked to be the whoosh, whoosh guy who makes the sound for the door and is walking around with William <laughs> yeah. Shatner, but it didn't work out for me to be in the scene with William Shatner. Amazing. Is it too so tall or? His loss. I don't know what the mechanics were behind it, but suddenly I'm not in the scene. <laughs> did did, did uh, Beverly Hills Cop feel like the... Did that feel like the movie? That was kind of that kind of took things to another level. Well, it was a chance to improvise. We improvised a lot of that scene. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the first time I ever improvised like that on camera, for sure. And yeah. I took that dude with me everywhere afterwards. Yeah. I want to do something like that forever. We're playing around. We're going back and forth. We're misering it a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I gave Eddie the joke about. You're going to look up, uh, I'm gonna, you better check all your files, or I'm going to bring the IRS here to look up your ass with a microscope, one of those mm-hmm. iron ones from school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so, I get, you know, so we were sort of bonding on the throwing one-liners at each other yeah. kind of thing. You know? And you'd been doing stand-up, though, at this point yeah. for quite a while. So when did you start doing stand-up? 72. Mm-hmm. In New York? Mm-hmm. Jersey and New York, and then I hung out with Roger Sullivan, mm-hmm. and we did a team for a few years. And yeah. that you can, this team is great till you start getting paid, and then and you're artists until the moment you're paid. And then here's the thing about getting paid as a team: mm-hmm. you're only paid for the increment of time. Yeah, you're not paid twice because yeah, you two get of half you. as much. You have to break that in half, and then mm-hmm. figure out who's more meritorious for each chunk. You know, shit, mm-hmm. and that just creates every problem in the universe. Yeah. yeah. Unless oh, you just God. fair and square it down the middle, unless one of you has the car, but the other's paying gas, and what about the <laughs> food? And the, yeah, the arguing car oh, goes down the road to the next man. gig. Yeah. 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 And it can break things up. It was so easy when we weren't getting shit for yeah, it. Yeah, when you were just free gigs. It yeah. Was easy. Yeah. Hey, man, we were both brilliant. So for who free. You, who did you <laughs> work with a lot back then, like in, in the late 70s in New York? When you were coming up as a comic, you started seventy two. Like Andy Kaufman, mm-hmm. I'm the uh, I'm his prototype. Gets the pitcher of water on the head for Tony Clifton. Mm-hmm. What really? I'm the first guy he loaded and tried it on because uh, he <laughs> called to the Improv and said he was going to do it. 
Mm-hmm. And so he had me uh, <clears throat> sit through the whole show and bail on Roger and say, mm-hmm. can't do the team. Why? Because I can't look like I'm a guy from the stage as I sat down. Yeah. I got to look like I'm here the whole show, like I'm just some guy. Because he's going to pull me up and then do, you want to see a real joke splash? Mm-hmm. And then I got to go out the side door, and then I go in the bar and wait for the end of the show. And so, uh, yeah, he did it and then got everybody furious at him. Yeah. You boo, you asshole. <laughs> and then he gets the bongo out and I was on the to make you laugh. And he starts to doing the remember the, the big oh, bongo yeah, yeah, routine? Yeah, then he yeah. wins him back with a song yeah. and a bongo. Wow. The most amazing thing to turn he was like fucking yeah. with people to the point where he's going, I'm gonna make you hate me and then love me. Because you're like a turd in the kitty litter yeah. box of <laughs> city here. He's you know? the only comic I can think of that actually tried to make people really dislike him <laughs> just because he felt like it. That's amazing. Like the rest of us were always like, no, I want them to like me. I want yeah, to right. do whatever I can. Please like me. And he's just like, fuck you. Did he bring you, feel- you a spare shirt? <laughs> no. Do you no, feel like- just dry off. Just sit out there with a beer yeah. and dry off. Have you seen anybody else try to pull off what Andy... No. I've seen him only go halfway and just left, left him hating. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that a lot. <laughs> Not the liking apart again, because <laughs> yeah. they didn't have the childlike baby-like innocence and those hurt, wounded eyes that could win you right back. Mm-hmm. Oh, Scared, wow. wounded eyes. Oh, an emotional eraser to scrub, 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 scrub. Everything you were just feeling just got etch sketched away. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like he did a, a solid job, Jim Carrey, playing him in that movie? Genius. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, right? It was absolutely, stunningly, breathtakingly accurate, Yeah, I thought. Yeah, that's such a great film. Yeah. My God. Um, here's, a, here's, a, a fun, here's a fun one. Here's a fun one for you. Um, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we're going to yeah. do a quick deep cut. This is a thing we like to call a deep cut. Ready, Logan? You and me are going to say it together. Ready? Three, two, one. Deep, deep cut. cut. Uh, in 1986, you did two episodes of a TV show called Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color. I used to watch that. What, what, what was happening there? What happened at that point? Can you walk us through a little bit of that? What is that? Uh, that's the, the overall heading. I've just done a couple of Disney that was shows the, well, yeah. That was the anthology what? show they had. Yeah. It was, uh, it was um, um, uh, Amazing Stories. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, like it was each, with Toby, uh, Toby Hooper, yeah. who just left us. Oh. Yeah. And oh, Dick yeah. Sean, who left us. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. But the name of the California but Adventure show for a while was... World of World Color. Of Color. Did, yeah. I don't know oh. if it's... It's a, just a name they use. Yeah. I Is think that's the overall... I could be wrong about that, but I think that's I think, the overall heading for that. I think that was the series. That was like an anthology series that was on like Sunday nights, because I used to watch it after 60 Minutes with my parents. And I used Amazing to Stories. And it was like amazing stories of World of Color. And then right. they World of like, Color was like that, right? And they were like, oh, here's a story this week yeah, about a bear in Montana. Yeah, right, and it was like right, a thing right, right. in yeah. the bear talk. I was, when I had the beard, I'd be a redneck. I did, you know, some redneck stuff, uh, <laughs> like that movie with uh, Rutger Hauer. Mm-hmm. I played a hitman in that uh, with Nick Cassavetes. It's called Blind Fury. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, you were also in, a, in, a, in the movie Tracks. Tracks as yeah, battle right. his way through El Salvador, <laughs> the Middle East, and Nicaragua. It's a lot of places. Spitting lead with two-handed of good grace. <laughs> he decides to retire to a life of baking design cookies. Yeah. Running out of dough to buy more <laughs> dough, he hires himself out as the town tamer. Tracks. <laughs> 
I love, I fucking love the '80s so much. <laughs> my favorite movie, and one of the, it's one of my, it's one of my uh, top ten favorite movies of my entire life. Uh, it changed like my uh, trajectory of of the things that I love about film, and uh, made me want to sword fight uh, at all the Renaissance fairs. Was a movie called Willow uh, that you were in. Oh, this yeah. this is a that's a beast that's that's Ron Howard directing written and uh, produced by George Lucas Lord of the Rings before the Rings seriously seriously with an amazing I mean with Val Kilmer and and Warwick Davis um, this and that movie also changed uh, technology too there was a lot of, they invented uh, morphing yeah right morphing right, right. was invented for him to turn the goose into the tiger into the old lady. With, wow. the, with the wand at the end, as he gets the spell wrong and then finally gets it right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And what year was that? That eighty nine. Eighty nine. And yep. you think it was only like two years later they do Terminator Two, which was all morphing for the uh, the T two thousand. Yeah. And like that whole thing, it's like amazing how well, much. Well, one technology became the next. You know. Yeah. Which then led to the <clears throat> what do they call it with a half circle of cameras that all take a still, so you freeze and then yeah. you morph. From photo to photo to make a to continuous do that, yeah. action, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, I'm into all that stuff too, you know. <laughs> I'm into. I've had my history as I'm at the weird cusps of technology. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I helped sell mocap. Mm-hmm. So there was four walk comedians. Us that, motion capture, get up, you know, like Golem, like Andy Circus. Uh, the like black suit with ping pong balls that people wear. Right, the movie, heavy right? early version. This is yeah. years and years ago. Jill mm-hmm. Talley and Tom Kenny and uh, Bobcat Goldthwait and uh, Scott Thompson and I. We all played different <laughs> animated characters. Yeah. And to backers for money for mm-hmm. it, and they bought it after that. What? We helped sell mocap. And you, so you guys put on these like, a big, funny heavy... show, a mm-hmm. presentation for backer money for mocap. Oh my god! So did At they... what point do you walk in with the weird outfit? They like give the you a head. Yeah, Jill wore my body. I wore and the head, and I did the voice. And uh, but Bobcat did his own thing. He says, you, "Back then, it weighed a ton, and the head ring with the cameras with those mm-hmm. and the arms and the early cameras. Yeah, and everything weighed really. It gave you a headache with pointy things, and then you had to wear silver points. You'd sweat off, and you moved <laughs> too much, and your face would go out of calibration and just blur. Whoa. And during the live show, you have to really move very carefully with your mouth and eyes, mm-hmm. so that it won't get scared and blur. Yeah, because it's the first generation of this shit, you know. Mm. Holy shit! But it sold. And wow. we're all driving. I don't know how many of them are driving home wondering this, but I was driving home thinking, did I just inadvertently replace myself <laughs> in the industry? Yeah, without Because well, yeah. I was so dazzled with the coolness factor yeah. of it. What have I done? God, that's fascinating. <laughs> and it's changed. I mean, that, that yeah, it's it like changed we were, everything. We went to Hologram USA where they do like the Tupac hologram at yeah, Coachella or whatever. Right, right, we were right. there and it was like, we were talking to them and it was, I was thinking, when they merge this with computer animation... Like who needs a human being anymore? Like, right. it's just they've got it. Like Tinder you don't need is it. Done for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Tinder, Tinder is, is over. Hollow, hollow Tinder. I love yeah. it. I love it. Um, were you on? Uh, you were on green screen for almost for, for most of it. Blue. On there blue wasn't screen. green screen oh, yet. Yeah. Blue. They were staying in blue then. register then. Mm-hmm. What? What was the, giant so, set? Giant. There was uh, a lot of the Tucker stages. From the movie Tucker, where the, the mm-hmm. where that was the factory, they were building the Tuckers. They stripped it out. We uh, Kevin Pollock and I would oh, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. He were the, we were the two brownies, and we would sit in the freezing, knowing in the early part of the day, we're freezing to death. And they're stabbing us with the wet leopard mm-hmm. paw makeup, and, and I have my wig to keep me warm. He has his rat head to keep him warm. And then uh, as the day goes on, we're the happiest guys on the set because we're half naked, and everyone yeah. else is sweating balls in right. the lights. Right, because right, there's right. no hotter set than a uh, blue screen soundstage. Everything is so... Bah! Yeah, just all in the family lighting. Yeah, you know, seventies yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, bright. Yeah, no, no discernible light source. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you ha- and you have to do that because uh, without Back that, then. the shadow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Even still, even still, sometimes when you you know rent these uh, green screen stages, they just blow the lights out on the place, so that way there's no shadows, and mm-hmm. then, you know you don't right. have to deal with anything. Yeah. You don't have to map mop it up later. Oh my god, that right. must have been that must have been a lot of fun. Did you get to meet Warwick Davis when you were doing well, that? Sure. Oh well, yeah. Yeah, we weren't in the scenes with him because right. obviously we weren't in the scenes with anybody. Right. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he would. We we met up a lot later and talked. Certainly during looping and other things like that, we got to chat. Oh, and uh, so cool. never hung out with Val though. And uh, just ran into him once at the improv. That's it. Whoa, weird. Of all these years. Yeah, <laughs> I know we're friends on Facebook now, but yeah. you know that's everybody's friends on Facebook. Now. Right. Yeah. Sure. Why was he at the improv? I mean, hanging out, just watching a show, getting a laugh. Oh my god, he's a funny guy. Yeah. That Did you see him at MacGruber? The movie MacGruber? Yeah, yeah, of course. He was hilarious in that. He was really? fantastic. Oh <clears throat> all, right. Uh, all right, here's another one. Uh, Earth Girls Are Easy. Yeah. Such an incredible, oh. great movie. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. It's my I only musical. It's my only time I'm singing in a mu- musical. Really? I'm in the gym and they're playing a song and we memorize it once and we hear it and is everybody ready? Pretend you're doing the line while you're on the bicycle. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's all it is, you know. And then, Okay, everybody, back to one. I love it. Ju- uh, Julie Brown and mm-hmm. I got to work together a couple years ago. And, Where? Uh, on Nickelodeon, on the Nickelodeon show. Oh, great. And uh, we, had this, we had this chat uh, that I thought was really neat. She wrote that movie for herself to star in that movie. And they bought the movie and then went, oh, it's going to be Gina Davis. Gina Davis. You're right. I remember the story. And she was like, oh, really? Well, then I'm rewriting it, bitches. And she went in and wrote herself a role and wrote herself a song. Heck yeah. <laughs> and like that's how, and that's how Heck she yeah. Heck yeah. You got to yeah. cover your ass. <laughs> yeah. Don't leave it up to them. <laughs> yeah. No. I love that. I thought that was so Where's fucking Where's my cool. song you were going to write me? Yeah. Um, uh, that worked like that. Oh, man. What a good time. I love that movie. So I, mm-hmm. I do love that just the solution is, well, we'll just shave them and they'll be so hot. Like that right. Was a, <laughs> yes. Like that was because I, I remember seeing it and being pretty young and being like, oh, my God, they're, all you have to do is just get a razor and they're all human. Why? That makes sense. Like, yeah. It totally makes sense that an alien would be like that. Uh, there's a there's a movie that you worked on that I would love you to I'd, I'd love some explanation for it and I, I it's it's one of these films that I I haven't gotten to see because I don't think it's on iTunes uh, or mm-hmm. available out there. It's What's, it's a movie called what? That's Adequate. Uh, oh yeah, I looked for it. I can't. Was just I can't find it either. Little, I did a quick little bit in it. I, you know, it was a, it was a series of sketches. Yeah, it's a. It was a variety thing. I think there's know? a trailer on YouTube for yeah, it. Yeah, you, you remember like Groove Tube and yeah. Kentucky Fried? It had that feel to it a little bit with a social edge and a message on top. Okay. Yeah, this was uh, Tony Randall. Yeah, Jerry Stiller. Right. And, yeah. and Mira. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Robert Downey Jr. was Albert Einstein in it's a this. Great cast. Richard Lewis was in it. Right. Um. I love that kind of stuff. I, I was so, ages ago. 
Yeah, it's it's like a good fun weird Bruce Willis is in it playing himself. <laughs> it's one of those things, man. When like I and Bud Friedman's in it doing stand up, and you're doing it doing like it says you're playing a stand up, he's playing a stand up, and Sinbad and Rich Scheidner. That's where it happened when we had Rich Scheidner on the podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah. I I brought this up to him and asked him to to like kind of oh, walk okay. us through it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just I love stuff like this where you're like this is this. This seems like an interesting... Uh, yeah, right. You know, I like that the, the tagline for that movie was, no money, no class, no shame. That's it. <laughs> so fucking great and it weird. Sounds like my life now. <laughs> oh, In God. a world with no money, no class, there is no shame. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, you, you, uh, you were also in uh, The Rocketeer, one of my other favorite movies. Yeah, Joe time. Johnston called up. We'd met on, on Willow. Really? He was on the FX team of Willow. And we stayed friends. And uh, he said, you want to come down to the set? And we were doing the ballroom with the big ice sculpture and fly around with the gangsters. And I said, oh, hell yeah, I do. He says, do you want to be in the movie? I said, Christ, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he goes, do you want to be in the trailer? I said, how can we guarantee that? He says, you're saying the name of the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? That's really? awesome. I say the name of the movie. Yeah. Oh my God! So you're I the go, guy who says the rocketeer. That's the man from the newspapers. It's the flying man. I go. Why? It's the rocketeer. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome! I love that so much. That's awesome. That's a great trick. I never had thought of oh, that. Shit. Yeah. Was that a nice set? Were they nice? Were, oh, it was amazing. It was gorgeous. Right? Yeah, it's the way it looked. Mm-hmm. You know, but with the you, I can see the wires. And this is yeah. <clears throat> that's around the time you had your first HBO special, right? A little bit later, just shortly mm-hmm. after. Yeah. Mm. What was that like when you went from? It wasn't my first. It was the first my own one. Oh, I you wasn't just a participant in. You know, done... the ones in the eighties I was in with everybody else. You know. Yeah. Was we on the Young Comedians one back mm-hmm. then? Yeah. Who was on the Young Comedians with you? Seinfeld, mm-hmm. Harry Anderson, Howie Mandel. That's a great lineup. Yeah. Did you read uh, Fred Stoller wrote a book yeah. about his mm-hmm. experience on that? And it's really fascinating to, to have him go through like the careers of the five other people that he did it with and, and think like, oh, okay, yeah, like Jan Cram's had a nice career, but she didn't become huge, but she's had a very nice career working, and he's had a nice career working. But then you look at Rob Schneider and David Spade, in his instance, were the ones that really blew up, mm. and then the story of the two who didn't really have any of that happen. Uh, and it's kind of interesting to look back. Like, was there anybody like that who you did that special with? And you're like, this guy's really funny. And then it just never happened for him. Well, one special I had was with Charlie Barnett. And he mm-hmm. he ran into some health troubles and some. He didn't make it. Yeah. But yeah, he was very funny, though. Yeah. It's kind he, of amazing. Yeah, he, went to a, he went on a sad path. Mm-hmm. Too yeah, bad. It's amazing how that happens in this business, though. Like, you see some people and you're like, they have it all. Like, everything you want to see. And then. Sometimes it's either health problems or self-destruction, and then it just yeah, doesn't know, work. Crazy roll of the dice. Yeah. And yeah. Enjoy those embraced mm-hmm. or not embraced moments. It's up to you. Yeah, right. Embrace them. So, and how did you go from being club comic, touring on the road, you're doing movies and all that kind of stuff, of course, then you, how did you, you get that HBO special? Like, did you meet Robin Schlein and Sue that? Wolf fought mm-hmm. for me and got me the special. So that's how I got on. Mm-hmm. And they helped direct it and produce it, and it was did it's one of the favorite things of my whole career. Yeah, the half hour. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I remember watching that. I was in was college at the time. Uh, it was about ninety one. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. I remember watching that in like the early nineties, not when it was new, because I didn't have HBO back then. But when I was in college a couple years later, I remember watching that 
and I remember yours. I remember Wendy Liebman's. Mm-hmm. Just oh, yeah. To this day, Wendy Liebman's is still one of my all-time favorites. Like she, I, uh, I say she jokes. California stops through her jokes. Yeah. You know where the California stop is? You just roll past the yeah. stop sign. Yeah, yeah. And just start into the next intersection already. That's what yeah. she does. She doesn't give you a break. You just have to catch up and run up to the next joke while you're laughing. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a good reference. I that's like absolutely that. right. That's yeah. a good, that's she a good rolls term. right through. Doesn't wait for you. Yeah, I mean, that was a great, there were a lot of great half hours back in there, but I, mean, I remember watching yours and be like, this is so funny. So, oh, I love her she's style. A, she's Thank amazing. You. Yeah. Such a, such a talent. Oh, she, she made a style. A lot of people very influenced by that style, mm-hmm. that roll through style, you know? Yeah. Now, there is a uh, TV show that uh, this guy sitting to my left uh, mm-hmm. has watched every single episode of. Okay. Um, repeatedly. Okay. Repeatedly. Knows it through. I'm and pretty through. sure I know what you're talking about. Now, uh, and and the more that him and I have spoken about it, the more that I've gone back and I just keep going and, and watching mm-hmm. this damn show again and again and mm-hmm. again. And it is a, uh, uh, it's one of the best television shows in history. You're talking about him being the Drake on Seinfeld. You being the Drake mm. on the Seinfeld. There's, there's supposed to be a real Drake. What? Yeah. There's supposed to be real people. He uses real people. There's yeah. a real Joe Davola. Crazy yeah. Joe Davola. There's, there's a real, real guy, Joe yeah. Davola. Producer Joe Davola. You know, comedy Shh. producer. Yeah. yeah. What? So he would do, I guess he was just doing it to sort of bust Joe's balls. You know, this is hilarious. Practical joke is name the nut after you on a show. You know? <laughs> oh my God. What, uh, walk us through that process well, of, of how that all went down. I went in, I auditioned for the drink, and I, I cried. Which wasn't in the script, but I thought, what if I cry? And I just told Larry, because Larry's in the room, I said, well, and I said, because I just, it would make their skin crawl. Mm-hmm. They hate emotion already. Yeah. They, right. And they really hate it when you're crying. And so at the end, oh, God, it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and then we talk about the restaurant. I think Gugly Island is pretty good. You know, keep the crying through it and, and just yeah. make them like, ee, we have to get out of here. You know, so because <laughs> right. I added, I think because I added an element that helped get it. Yeah. And they doesn't had, always work that way, but improv, everybody study yeah. improv. I just and think, I think that's Did good you thing. have friends after that for a while just were like, every time they see you, like, I hate the Drake. Mm-hmm. I hate the Drake. Yeah. Like, it must be, that was like a great. Yeah, stay, today, to this day, they'll say it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sort of has an echo. Yeah, because if, if you haven't seen that episode of Seinfeld and you're listening. It's the uh, handicapped parking spot yeah. episode. And they buy a big screen TV to give to you and your fiance. We're getting Elizabeth married. Dennehy, daughter of. Brian Dennehy. Brian, yeah. The yeah. Brian Dennehy. Yeah. Oh, and the then and the she episode. is a magnificent talent <laughs> just like Pop. Yeah. Oh man! Well, in in that episode, you and your fiance split up, but you keep the TV, and the four are coming over to try to get it back, and then you cry, and they the whole no, they have to get it. They take it back, and, and they have to return it, pretending yeah. they're a charity. Yeah, yeah, and they got the shit beat out of it. Yes. It's George's dad's car. Yeah. Because that's when they parked in a handicap spot. Yeah, without the it. tags. <laughs> like uh, people just beat the shit out of the car. And then there was a woman in a wheelchair. Then they get the woman with a wheelchair, a wheelchair, yeah. and then it's used, and she goes down a hill at the right, end. Right, it's, right, yeah, right. it's all good times. Now, I know that you were very close with Robin Williams. Uh, did mm. you have to audition for Miss Doubtfire, or was that? I did. Was I that? did, but it was in the, a room that was on my side. Oh, wow. They, they were yeah. professional, and they, you know, and they're fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they gave everybody the ch- chance they should have had. That's mm-hmm. nice. But, you know, I got the guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And there's some extra clips we did that you can see. There's, I think it's on the DVD of uh, the other outtakes of running back and forth. Chris let us do some stuff where he's tipping me and running back and forth. Mm-hmm. Right. And getting drunker and drunker and trying mm-hmm. to hide his makeup and it's falling off and all that yeah. stuff. You know? Oh, my 
God. Yeah. Well, that's one of the greatest movies of all time. It's another. It's a perfect comedy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it really. It well, speaking really of perfect is. comedies, you're in Groundhog Day. I'm in. An, I'm in. A, luckily, is, in another perfect, perfect comedy, comedy there as well. Yeah. So I'm I, in two I, perfect comedies. Yeah. I had a fucking Groundhog Day poster on the back of my door growing up. Uh-huh. Like uh, I'm not I'm not growing up, but as as a teenager, yeah. like it was like on the back of my on my door because I loved Groundhog Day. About redemption, was, man. Oh man, I had the soundtrack. I used to just sit around and listen to the soundtrack for that. And then I learned his piano part that he played in mm-hmm. the movie. I learned how to do play it in real life. Did you learn ice sculpture? Uh, <laughs> I did not learn ice yeah, sculpture. Yeah, like learn everything he does in that He's, movie. I yeah. wanted to. I, I thought he was so cool in that movie. Yeah. Oh, wow, what a great, what yeah. a great. What was Bill Murray like to work with? He's, you know, into his part a little mm-hmm. bit. And there's days when he's friendly and fun mm-hmm. and other days when he's just off being Bill. Did, did you know him before <clears> that? Because you mentioned you'd audition for Always SNL nice with me. And, What's mm-hmm. that? Like you mentioned you'd audition for Saturday Night Live back in the day. Like had you met Bill Murray before that or was that sort of your first experience? Briefly. I knew the SNL guys just from hanging out in the auditions mm-hmm. and hanging at the after parties in the mm-hmm. 70s, you know. Yeah. But I, I can't say we were okay. really friends. Like just meeting in passing. In yeah. passing, that's mm-hmm. right. I love it. I love it. Um, here's a, a fun one. Weird Al show. Did yeah. You, uh, oh, yeah. Did you, did you I was know? the molasses man that couldn't get away from the uh, guy driving the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brian Haley, I think, is the guy driving the villain who's driving the uh, the steamroller. Because yeah. I'm so slow motion, I'm trying to run away, and I can't... And this just runs me over. With that, because oh, we have the, the hurricane, Hurricane Harvey, that comes along. And I remember on the Weird Al show, we had Harvey the Wonder Hamster. And every time I hear the name Harvey, that's what I think of. Yeah. And then there's this terrible hurricane that's causing all destruction. Harvey is a, is a bad, <laughs> it's like such a hack premise slash bit at all, but it's like Harvey is such a non-threatening name for such a horrible thing. You yeah. Just imagine. It's, I feel like the names for hurricanes have gone, they've jumped the shark. Like we've got <laughs> bad names for hurricanes now, like Hurricane Ike and Hurricane Hugo and Irene, and they were like, Tough sounding names. Now Harvey is causing destruction. How about Hurricane Exxon? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's more Hurricane BP. There you go. Yeah. Hurricane Bank of America. B of A. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, right. Hurricane Equifax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hurricane TransUnion. <laughs> All of that. Yeah. yeah why can't One you after the next. Hurricane. Yeah. Why aren't they sponsoring <laughs> like a highway? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Adopt a hurricane. Well, I think I was wondering. I looked this up and I was like. The people who are really profiting this are the are the news agencies, but like, what does CNN do for like donating to disaster relief? Like, they're actually the only ones who are profiting off this. Like, do they give money to disaster relief? I don't know. That's a great question, man. Yeah, they should be if they're not. You know, I would assume. I hope so. I would hope, or yeah, maybe I'm dumb for assuming. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll Google that later. That's what I'm going to do with my night. I'm going to Google what news organizations give to charity. Hey. <sighs> Well, what are you what are you drinking over there, Stephen? Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt the show with mm-hmm. with that loud sip, but I'm uh, drinking Fireball whiskey, the greatest whiskey in the history of the world. Um, I, I agree. I love Fireball whiskey. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can share some with you guys if you guys want some. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I, I always so. bring Fireball whiskey because it's an instant party. It's where the party gets started, and it's it's sometimes where the party ends. Because mm-hmm. you drink it until you're just, you know, flying high, flying high, <laughs> and and hanging tough. Yeah, uh, you know, like like if you're in a boy band. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Here, you got you take a shot. Okay, take, there you go. Whoa! <sighs> hey, oh, that's good stuff. That's so <sighs> good, right? Hey, Glazer, <sighs> you you take yeah. a shot. Take one. T- take a shot. 
Oh, it even it helped my sunburn. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow, I feel great. Is, yeah, man. I'll tell you what. There's nothing better for a good afternoon than a shot of Fireball whiskey. The greatest thing to come out of Canada since me. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the show. Um, when uh, when you got cast on Curb Your Enthusiasm was that that time around? Was uh, was it? You'd be, now you're back in the room with the same guys that you worked with on Seinfeld. I had less to do. Yeah, there were so many other people in the scene. I mean, it's it's jammed. I was in the baptism scene where Mitch is going to marry a shiksa, oh, and they're yeah. going to stop it from yeah. happening because Larry thinks they're just drowning a Jew, you know. Oh, <laughs> and so God. he runs into the water and stops them. I'm the head of the wasp division of of the young lady's household, and Mitch is then talked out of marrying her. And Larry destroys the marriage at the end of the episode <laughs> with the oh with the um bum bum. What's your like? Uh, what's your favorite? Do you have like? Do you have like a, a couple favorites that we haven't mentioned? Like are there are there pieces of your the informant? That, yeah, with oh, uh, yeah. Matt Damon, Soderbergh oh film, and uh, watching Matt. I play his boss. And a lot of comedians are in that film. Have you seen yeah, that Bill film? Burr's in that movie. Yeah. I would, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you have a, a huge array of comedians being completely poker straight serious mm-hmm. in their acting work. And they're all showing the goods. Yeah. A to Z, they're all good actors, all of them. Yeah. Proud to see it. It's an amazing film. Ray rent it and look at it. It's about this corporate guy who they hire. I mean, the, uh, the, the feds hire or not higher, they, they, they stick a wire on them and he's mm-hmm. going to make them listen, see if there's fraud going on. They don't realize they're planting the wire on a guy who's a bigger fraud than all of them. Yeah. But he's also, because <laughs> he's, he's got a mental condition, he's such a good pathological liar, he keeps it up. And mm-hmm. he's playing everybody against everyone. And it's all true. So all these people who are jokesters are playing straight because the story's the joke and it's all true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the best way to do something. We, and we've, we've been talking about that at my work recently, that... That like if you if you're gonna do something funny if there's if the storyline is gonna be funny, you can cast a bunch of uh, comedians or f- make sure you have funny people playing it straight mm. so that the timing is right. Right. Because the t- because the people always think ah oh, well you know if it's if it's funny anybody can can do it even if it's like a serious role like anyone can do it and it's like no 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 oh, get get people with great timing and it'll all work itself out it'll like, find its own way yeah let them <clears throat> let them guide it yeah. like don't you know don't just assume that anybody can do this shit and the same can be said for I'm dying up here lots of yeah. comedians doing fantastic acting yeah. work Al Madrigal oh you he's know, so good god damn oh. he's good everybody's good yeah. yeah he's amazing Eric Griffin's great yeah, yeah. so fierce and angry oh. from Vietnam, you know, everyone's got a, a wonderful piece. Like, I mean, I've known Andy Santino, great, um, terrific. I had no idea that uh, that Eric Griffin could look could at the power in those scenes. Do that, like, it, it, mean, didn't like, it just prove it, something great about yeah, what we man. do and what else we could yeah. do? Not just what you blew think, my mind. Right? Blew my yeah. mind. Yeah, the show is wonderful. Yeah, we comments. really we got to have a second season on this show. It's I, just it, it'll it should it should for get the outfits season. alone. I think right. <laughs> yeah. Polyester. What are we going to do with them? We need we need yeah. to have a show for them. Now, yeah, you did stand up in that era, but were you just back in New York? Did you get to the comedy yeah. store at that time? No. Like, do you, so you no. don't have any memories of that. Not that I had catch and mm-hmm. yeah, catch improv, and then later the you know comedy yeah. cellar and uh, comic strip. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Of course. They came a little later. 
Wow. In the seventies. Wow. Is that a fun set to to work on? This uh, I'm dying. I'm dying up, up here. Fan- oh, it's amazing. I haven't missed an episode. I've watched every episode. Of Isn't it great? Oh no, my god, Melissa incredible. Leo's work. Is, is, she has to win something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. It's is uh, it, are are the nominations out already for Emmys and for for this season? Like, can they be nominated? I don't mm-hmm. think the nominations have been announced yet because I keep seeing billboards still of like, please consider. Free I'm getting the cards still. Yeah? yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, because I, I really feel like the show should get nominated for oh, a lot of yeah. stuff. Yeah, thank you. I think, it's yeah. A, I think it's a terrific show. And I I'm should naked. at least win Best Vehicle with Rick Overton. Yes, for absolutely. sure. <laughs> for sure. Best show with Rick Overton this year. For sure. No, I mean, Shoot it. Dude. Yeah, that's my car up the street. <laughs> God, Melissa <laughs> Leo, watching her do Mitzi Shore is so fucking incredible. Like right. She lives I mean, in a universe where there is a Mitzi. Yeah. Mitzi exists in her universe. She's a competitor with Mitzi. She even says so. Yeah. Really? Yes. This is we created like a universe where there are real Richard Pryors and there are mm-hmm. real Elaine Boozlers and and so on and so forth. But yeah. there's also separate from all of that is this other club that's also on Sunset that yeah. you could maybe say is one day Jamie's Laugh Factory or something like that. But it's. They're the competitor. So they get to talk about Teddy's, which is the improv. Or, yeah. You know. Yeah, I love it. I love it. it and I love, like, uh, the, some of the great moments on there uh, mm-hmm. so far. The, the way favorites. that you brought back some of those famous people on that show is is really well done. Yeah. Look, like, well, I love, I love what, my, one of my favorite moments is Al Madrigal screws over the club, like screws over the, the Mitzi character. Like, right. Uh, right. Right. And right, then right. she's like, uh, okay, well I'm changing your name. <laughs> Manny. Yeah. Your new name is Manny. <laughs> and, it, and that is what Mitzi did to Carlos Mencia. That's right. And it's also what she did pretty much with uh, Andrew Dice Clay, too, right? Yeah. Like, kind of telling him... Jack no, Raymond was supposed to be bananas. Jack Bananas. Jackie yeah, Banana Jackie eats a banana, bananas. and he wears the overalls, you know? Yeah, and she would say, you should wear a suit made of bananas. It's just right. all bananas. Right. You know, well, I remember white, white, white suit with covered in bananas. And how about, how about uh, Kathy Ladman's work? As the oh, Rona Barrett so character. Did you see that good. scene yeah. that she had? And also Judy Gold's scene. Oh, Judy Gold was amazing That's on the like, show. She deserves yeah. an Emmy for the scene. And I think Ladman, too, for that, that yeah. last yeah. wonderful wrap-up scene that she I had at the end there. Running Kathy neck Ladman. and neck. Boom, boom, Kathy boom. Ladman was on the nighttime show recently, yeah. and we fucking love each other. I love that damn woman. Mm-hmm. She is just excellent. Just yeah, an man. excellent woman. And so just such a fucking hysterical comedian, like mm-hmm. down, mm-hmm. just down to play around. Mm-hmm. We played a game on the show with her called Is, is It Jewish? It Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, where we just asked her uh, questions that were like, you know, uh, uh, putting a piece of a taco shell in the fridge to save for later. <laughs> Jewish! You know, and so like we did this, yeah. you know, like being a police officer, not Jewish, <laughs> uh, policing a uh, potluck. A potluck. <laughs> At your at your aunt's house, Jewish, you know, like this. And we just played this with her, and she just fucking took it, took it, and played, and had a yeah. great time. And uh, and then this past month, we did a we did a bit with Fortune Feimster on the show, who mm-hmm. I think is mm-hmm. going to be the next like uh, biggest thing in the world. She's, she's got to have huge things in front of her. Like yeah. she's so good. My yeah. God, yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah, we. I'm, like, I'm a fan of her. Yeah, she was in a movie yeah. with Jennifer Aniston, so we played a game with her called. Uh, uh, so it was just the Jennifer Aniston trivia game. Yeah. And so then we would ask her questions like, what is Jennifer Aniston's favorite place to shop? Mm-hmm. And she'd go, I, I don't know. And we'd go, Ross! Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then the audience, and, and what was so funny is 
we knew it going in that every single answer was going to be a friends themed answer (laughs) and the audience would groan and get angrier and angrier (laughs) every time we did it like what does Jennifer Aniston call her G-spot the central perk you know and everyone would go oh fuck you and they all and they all wanted to win shots so we have like the shot glasses on stage and I'm like oh you better get this one right and then they would not get it right of course because it was another trick question it was very fun that was like a really good time but I I adore her she's amazing but yeah I really really love that show and I really hope uh, thank you you're you're fucking great on it thanks thanks I really I would love to see you get some more time to spread those wings Absolutely. Yeah, because we're just a year and a half away from SNL, then. Oof. Yeah, you which is 1975. Yeah, oh like, man, would, would it be actual SNL or would it be sort of a made-up show in your it universe? It would be uh, our universe version, mm-hmm. our universe. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I hope I hope so because I mean. There's guys like you know like Sam Kinison you could bring in Robin Williams would be so amazing Gallagher to, like to mm. I don't know if Robin's around the right time but Gallagher mm-hmm. would be insane. Um, there's he a couple, broke there's Steve a Martin, Murray Langston. Oh yeah. yeah, Oh my God, to to bring in some of those fellas would be really mm. really incredible. Mm. Um, yeah. I uh, you know you and I uh, uh, got to spend. I I don't want to bring the show down in a in a sad <laughs> way, but um, I know that you were very very close with Robin, and uh, I got to I, I played the piano at his memorial at the at the uh, comedy store. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I saw you speak that night. He, I mean, he such a, was such an enormous inspiration to so many people. Absolutely. And changed mm-hmm. so many people's lives. And everyone that, uh, you know, all, every, so many comedians I know, like, that's who they emulate. That's who they hope to be like. Is there anything you can tell us about Robin that, that would, or any stories, anything you could tell us that would be kind of neat for, uh, for our kids that listen to this bullshit <laughs> well I'd say aiming the, the flashlight inward yeah please. that part which is what serves you the individual study improv Robin lived in a kind of perpetual state of play that way you know there are times we talk seriously he could shut it off yeah but it was always there if he needed it to turn on again and it came from uh, childhood, spending a lot of time alone, and so he'd make up voices and peoples, and he idolized and adored Jonathan Winters, which I did too. That's why we became friends. We both had a central hero. Yeah. Jonathan, who we became friends with. You know, I did. And he uh, later, uh, you know, he would be very generous with his time. So what I say is for you, you want to you get some of that fun for you? You want a piece of that pie? Study improv. Yeah. Study improv and learn to free up that part of your subconscious. It's a thousand times faster than your brain. Your brain will destroy you on stage. It'll abandon you and dump you roadside on stage. Your gut will save you. And your brain records it a second later and takes credit for it because that's the kind of douchey shit the brain does. It wasn't designed to make. It's designed to repeat and record. Your gut makes. Mm-hmm. And you'll learn that in improv. Wow. And <clears throat> his gut was like a nuclear furnace. Uh, and he was generous. Uh, I think part of that abundance is you do good things for people. I always work on being good and doing good, you know, and helping. And don't confuse mean with smart, because it isn't. Mm-hmm. That's it. And mm-hmm. it's just like that movie, Be Robin. 
Yeah. Yeah. Be like Robin, you know, be like Robin. Yeah. Try to do some of what he did with what you got. Yeah. And some of it's for you. Be be that good to you. Play like he played and then be that good to others because now you know. The you know the the best uh, stand up set of my entire life uh, was at the Throckmorton up in Northern California. I know it with Monty Hoffman. We went together oh. to go do a show there together, and uh, the reason it was the be- the best comedy set of my entire life is because of that audience, because that was his audience that yeah, he had right. you know he had molded and sculpted this town into into being just just open and yes down. they're made of yes they're made of yes they're de- they're they're open and ready for wherever you want to take them right. and it, it you felt it like everyone felt, felt it. it on that night totally. uh, except for monty hoffman <laughs> who uh <laughs> who decided to do a bunch of anti-obama material on stage and uh and, and and just kept saying shit like uh like i mean why the fuck would you <laughs> you want this fucking let the guy you know Maybe have the guy work Def Comedy Jam, but you want him to be the president? Like he was saying stuff oh. like this. And the audience was like, boo, boo, oh, no. boo, oh, you. Like no. they were getting oh, so upset. Boy. He was like, what do you want from me? What do you, this is not the way I talk. Give me a break. That sounds just like him. Too. Hey, lady, hey, lady, is that your face? Maybe, maybe get a fucking facelift, you dumb bitch. Like he would yeah, say that was it. Yeah, he oh, thinks he's, he's in a bar somewhere. In, uh, yeah, and you're like, buddy, just South Boston. Maybe Who's he was up, trying uh, to be like Andy Kaufman, yeah. the halfway, Arch. and then switch yeah, it around. Hey, I'm just playing. <laughs> Who's up next on uh, Stephen and Rick discuss dead comedians? Oh God, <laughs> that's that's our I show know, today. I'm sorry. <laughs> My favorite was thing like, that not to bring you down, but here's another guy who's dead. Let no, me talk about I him. No, I know. <laughs> But you know what he did? It's uh, a good impression of him, though, man. We, well, yeah. we spent some, we went on you the know, road you together. You know him, yeah. so you got the impression. He he called me one time and said, uh, you know you know who's someone who's alive that we had a, <laughs> uh, a, a situation with who you know, uh, Bob Zamuda, mm-hmm. and, and I got to work together. Um, uh, and it was amazing. It was this amazing thing. Mm-hmm. I won't say the name of the charity, but this charity uh, asked me to put on a benefit for them at mm-hmm. the comedy store. And I said, yeah, absolutely, I'll, I'll help out. And, and it was my job to host the show. A and charity put, and for put, dying children. Oh, oh God. Why yeah. we, don't, even, don't go any further than that. That's Just all leave I'll it say. there. Yeah. And so I'm putting on the event, and uh, I booked amazing people. Jeff Garland, uh, Chris D'Elia, Whitney Cummings. Like, it is a strong, it is a strong mm-hmm. show, all right? Jeez. Yeah. And uh, I go to see them. I go to see the, the guy from the charity, and he turns to me, and he goes, uh, he goes, Oh, uh, oh! Is this your girlfriend? I go, yeah, this is my girlfriend. He goes, oh, it's nice that uh, someone would want to be with you because of your personality. That's nice, you know. And I was like, what? And he was like, you, 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 you get it, right? I mean, look at her. She looks like the, the tits on this woman. I mean, for God's sakes, you know. I mean, you must have a lot of money. Like he just kept. <laughs> shitting on me. Hey man, I'm just busting your balls, man. Yeah. Come on, you're a comedian. You can take it, man. Yeah, Come on, yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, right, they, man. I'm just, I'm just yanking your chain. I'm just sucking your dick, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, just, yeah. I'm just fucking you in the ass, man. Yeah, man. Hey, come on, that's just all I'm doing. Just the way you like it. Just the way you come like on, it. Come right? on, man. Yeah, it's just, just doing that. He just kept doing it, and it was yeah. making me very upset and <laughs> pissing off my girlfriend. And then Jesus. he turns to me and he goes like this. He goes, uh, 
Well, uh, anyways, you know, I I don't know how much you know about comedy, but uh, uh, the you know the cl- the comedy club said we have to book one more comedian to close out the night. So it, you can you can help you can help me choose. It's either going to be Al Magical, Magical, <laughs> Magical. <laughs> or some guy named C- Tony Clifton. And I go, oh, Tony Clifton. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, all right. And uh, and so that's who he booked is Bob Zamuda doing Tony Beautiful. Clifton great children's uh, like like kids dying it. sort of charity thing. Yeah. And I get I get there and Zamuda calls me up and he's like, hey, Tony Clifton's gonna meet you at Zanku Chicken and then you're gonna drive him over mm-hmm. to the club and then you guys are gonna go <laughs> rehearse together and this and that. And so I pick him up and he's there with the whole get up, get up <laughs> and he's like, all right, let's get this thing. The gallery, you piece of shit. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to fuck these bitches. And I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And we're going to have the best time like of my em. life. And so we're like spending some time ah. together. And I am dying. I'm dying, right? I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. That night, I go up on stage. We do the whole, we do the show. At the end of the show, we go, ladies and gentlemen, Tony Clifton comes out on stage. He goes, he goes, oh, look at all these rug munchers. <laughs> Just fucking starts like, like <laughs> ripping into people. Oh, and some some guy goes, "That is offensive." He goes, "Don't you have a dick you're supposed to fall on?" For Christ's sake! <laughs> hey, but hey, people, pull together. All right, we got bold kids to raise money for. <laughs> don't get don't get offended. They're already dead. They're already dead, folks. <laughs> and people are like. Boo. And then he goes, he goes. So I want to take a minute, real quick. <laughs> I want to take a minute, get real serious. A couple uh, nights ago, I'm over at this hotel, and I'm sitting at the bar, and I look down the bar, and who do I see but this big, fat, steaming pile of shit. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Susan Boyle. <laughs> you know this Susan Boyle? This fat monster? I got Santa face! And I, I say to her, hey, uh... Hey, you want to get a, you want to go back up to my place uh, so I can uh, oh my god I can make love make sweet sweet love to you in your asshole. Anyway, she says yes. We go up to the uh, she says hotel, yes. We go hotel room. Uh, <laughs> I strip her naked. My God, this woman smells like a garbage fire downstairs. <laughs> and uh, as I start oh making god. love to her, she starts singing this song. Hit it. Music starts playing, and he goes, I dreamed a dream of time on <laughs> And he sings, I dreamed a dream from Les Mis. As the audience at the comedy store in a sold-out room stands up and is like, fuck you, we want our money back. And they're all asking for their donation back. They want to return their silent auction items. Everyone was so fucking angry. I've never been asked to book another show. And, yeah. uh, and I don't that's hilarious it. and that's how you do not win man of the year that is how you do not win because <laughs> you were for man of the year weren't you yeah for their charity, charity yeah. and I lost it because, <laughs> because of doing that, that. but, but fuck you're that comic guy. of the year forever I get, for that I get to do that that material <laughs> and I saw it happen <laughs> I, there was probably <laughs> one drunk guy there was like this is the best benefit I've ever been to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the one exactly. guy yeah. I had a bunch of friends there that night that watched it and we still talk about it to this day they were like I can't believe that yeah. I got to see that that was insane <laughs> like he's the best he's the best that was your springtime for Hitler oh, God. oh yeah wasn't it ever it was the best yeah um, hey uh, this is so cool is there a way we got to wrap up it is there a way uh, that people can find you on the internet uh, what do you got at Rick Overton on Twitter and okay. uh, Rick Overton's uh, page on Facebook are you planning on uh, playing a any you have any gigs coming up? Anything you want to chat about? Any uh, any anything they should be watching? 
Uh, we're going to come up with some more. Don't have them right now. <laughs> but I just want everybody to watch I'm Dying Up Here on Showtime. Yeah. That, is that is mission the number one. That is mission number one. Get your ass over to Showtime and, and watch I'm Dying Up Here. Watch the whole damn season. It's so incredible. And, Rick, you're so fucking great on it. Oh, so, thanks, brother. Uh, everybody Logan, is. Where can, you, uh, where can people find you on the internet? I'm sorry in advance. Okay, so I'm on Instagram at places I took a shit this year. <laughs> Sorry, Rick. Um, and I'm on Twitter at uh, Dirty Guns. G U N T Z. Again, sorry, Rick. Um, and my name is Logan. So that's, yeah, Logan Gunselman. I love you, Logan. I love that you feel like you had to apologize to Rick after he just told his story about Tony Clifton. And still, you're like, I still need to apologize to Rick. I just, you know, at this point, you know, we're, we're just acquaintances and I just <laughs> didn't need him. Well, now, you know, if you want to see all the places I've shit this year, you can follow me they on They know Instagram. where to find it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that. Everybody a, a, wants to uh, see A scat tour. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Matthew Walker? Where can people find you on the interweb? Uh, I have links to everything at funnymat.com uh, or if you want to fight with me about whether or not the new Star Trek is any good, you can do that at mattwalkersucks.com. And people do. People do and go I there. I say and it is not any good. So. And it is. I don't know. Well, hopefully. Uh, Star we'll Trek Discovery, see. maybe. We'll see. Hey, we'll see. Hopefully. All right. You can always get me Thanks, at bro. Stephen Glickman, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Glickman, on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Don't forget to uh, download and listen to the Nighttime Show podcast uh, and leave us comments and share, share, share. We love you guys. Thank you so much, Rick. You're the fucking coolest. Thank you for having me. It's good to hang again. Fun talk. Anytime. 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 <laughs>